You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan, and I have Jared Kinney, the uh, cornerman. He is back for his third time on the show. Uh, I'm in the stock room at Munson & Brothers. We have uh, live music going on tonight. We have uh, patrons enjoying the bar, so I'm back here in the back with you in Columbus, Mississippi. Uh, Jared, how has the week been? And we got quite a bit to catch up on, do we? Yeah, we do. Um, week went by wicked fast, um, like Woke up, realized it was like Thursday, and I was like, oh, my God. And yeah. now here we are Friday. And, you know, yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff to catch up on. So, like, just, just out the gate, is so is that bad weather that's supposed to be coming up? Is that going to be touching y'all? Do you know? Yeah, it touched us this morning. Like, on my, dr- on my drive to work, it was, like, downpouring. Um, it's supposed to last till tomorrow. Um, I was just actually <laughs> on the news. It's, uh, it's heading, like, east. Like, yeah, uh, I, I think I tomorrow it gonna... it's supposed to... Uh, supposed to snow back home in boston so it's like i don't know can't get over this weather supposed to hail and stuff we got tornado warnings and stuff like that so yeah i saw it was uh just following like with the oma dogs with the mississippi state bulldogs they uh i think they flew down to tampa today and they had to start their game at one o'clock it got pushed earlier and then their game tomorrow got pushed back so okay uh, trying to cover with that and while we're at it is have you seen that ridiculous headline like uh, East Coast, uh, expect giant spiders to be falling from the sky. Oh, <laughs> the parachute spiders. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess there's, um, someone was saying that there's funny videos on YouTube of like, um, I'm sorry if this, if this word offends anybody, but like a bunch of redneck shooting them with guns cause they're so big. <laughs> I haven't seen the video, but I need to pull it up because if you could shoot them with a gun, like that's cr- those are fucking big. I'm I'm well, set. I'm good. I've seen Fuck pictures them. of them, and so like in my mind, I lived down there in the Mobile area for six years, and I'm well aware of like a banana spider. You know, mm-hmm. like big as your hand, counting the legs, and then like the body is probably the size of your thumb. But <laughs> these are substantially bigger. And yep. I was like, where are you finding these things? And <laughs> I was like, that belongs in Australia. <laughs> yeah, we um, 
quick quick little story about spiders when we i was in school in san angelo texas that's in west texas for people who don't know their texas geography um we were there for four months and they have some crazy wildlife but we stayed it was it was really like a barracks room but they called it a hotel anyway my buddy was on the first floor like and you're exposed to the elements like you open up your door and there's the outside and he's up in the first floor and he sends me a picture one day and it's a fucking wolf spider I don't know if you've ever seen one of those. Dudes. Yes. It is. They're fucking big. And it's like, you know, a hotel room has like a bed and then you got a, usually a little chair in the corner that's like kitty cornered. Mm-hmm. So he threw he threw his uniform and stuff on the chair, but one of it fell behind the chair, you know, in between the wall and the whatever. And he goes back there and he's like, holy shit. Sends mm-hmm. me a picture. I'm like, no way. So we go, <laughs> we call the maintenance guy. This guy is Texas fucking born and raised and he goes oh now now that's just a pup and we were like what and it's oh, yeah. it, literally the size of like my hand like this he goes oh that's just a pup dude what are you talking about no thanks and my buddy's from maryland <laughs> he goes yeah that's just a pup right there and we're like no sir nope and he just you know yeah. the the uh the movie theater popcorn scooper like <laughs> the trash thing he just flicks it into that and just goes in the parking lot and throws it and we were like, oh, my God. He's like, yeah, that was just a little baby. We're like, no, we're good. Fuck yeah, that. Uh, I don't mess with anything like that. Mm-mm. And so, uh, I mean, I think they're all over the states. If I'm not mistaken, though, they just make them big, bigger in Texas because everything is naturally bigger there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but to my understanding, I don't think that wolf spiders are poisonous. I just think that their, no, bite, it, it, and it, their bite hurts. Yeah. Oh, uh, good. And while we're at it, just going on in the world, so this thousand-year-old, maybe two, was it, with the uh, chaotic demon, the stone in Japan, and just... So yeah. we got we got a lot going our way this year. Yeah, as if 2022 couldn't get worse. Right. Yeah. And we thought 2020 was the worst. Now this shit, oh my God. Yeah, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> 2020 part two. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Is uh so man let's uh let's get into it. Something cool happened in Pensacola for you uh recently. Uh man, what led you down to Pensacola? Oh, uh Burt Kreischer had a show, the uh the Birdie Boy relapse tour. I actually have a shirt right here supporting them, you know. And uh we went Yeah comedy show. Um and it was fucking obviously hysterical because he's one of the you know, he's one of my favorite comedians. Um, but you know, he had two openers, um, they were really good, warm us up. Then he came on, just ripped his shirt off right in the beginning, tore the place down. Um, and then after the show, we waited for him, excuse me, uh, we waited for him out by his, um, his tour bus and you know, one of the, you could tell the people that work with him cause they have the little badge or whatever. Mm-hmm. Lady comes walking out and I was like, and no one says a thing to her. And I was like, excuse me, ma'am. I was like, what are the odds? Give me an odds, one to ten, like getting a picture with them. And she like wouldn't say anything. I was like, oh, you're playing hard to get. I know, I know. And she was like, just, she didn't say anything, but she was like, just wait, just wait. She like kind mm-hmm. of, you know, signaled. We're like, all right. So we waited another 15, 20 minutes. Uh, and he came out. We took pictures with him. Um, he went on his tour bus. And I was like, fuck this. I know. He's like, he's the kind of guy that goes out drinking. Yeah. We're going to fucking wait here. And see yeah. if we can't fucking, you know, follow him and, you know, try to talk to him. Because he's like a, you know, personable guy. He's not going to say no, shoo away, whatever. 
Um, so he, he then came out of his tour bus and started walking with his assistant. I was like, hey, Bert, I got a question real quick. He's like, yeah, yeah, come, come walk with me. Um, that's the second picture I posted of me walking with him. Uh, it was good, like 10 minute, 10 minute walk, uh, to the cigar bar. And you uh, found that you found the audacity to take your shirt off, right? Oh yeah. And the picture, <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. He knew exactly what I was going to do. So as soon, like everyone's taking their picture and whatever, I'm letting them do their thing. And then, you know, he's waiting for someone and I'm, but I get three words out of my mouth. I was like, dude, I don't want to make this weird. And he was like, just take it off, man. Just take it off. Because so he must get that all the time. So yeah, yeah. I, took, I had to take my shirt off, take a picture with him. Yeah. Just back to him for a second. When I found out about him, you know, it was the shirt off and he's talking about what the, the story in Russia was really. Yeah. The machine. Yeah. Yep. And so like every time I, I just see the guy, it's immediately where my mind goes. And right when, right. I think the, the tweet you posted was like when reality becomes a meme or oh yeah uh, and i was like oh yeah this is perfect <laughs> yeah, so a that, brings a tear to a glass eye yeah so that picture i'm gonna i forget what the meme was oh yeah life often imitates memes so instead That's of it. art life yeah. often imitates memes um i'll show it but, but that's me and him basically at the cigar bar <laughs> Before we left, we kind of, you know, I just wanted to go over and thank him again for, you know, giving me a little talk, like, you know, advice and um, suggested a thing for his podcast. I'm not going to say what it was because if it does happen, then I think it'll be cool. Um, cool. But someone, one of my buddies took took that picture and, and I, that, that meme immediately came to my head. And I was like, I'm going to meme myself. I don't give a fuck. So, you know, I posted the two pictures together. Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> and, and, the, and the quality uh came out good so uh the audience will be able to see it so yeah. that worked out great uh and so we got a show coming up soon we're gonna go see steve-o in mobile at the singer yep uh and i'm hoping maybe for that same kind of thing maybe we can get a little meet and greet going uh i mean that's somebody that you know icon growing up right watching mm -hmm. wild boys watching jackass watching i mean he really wasn't on Beaver labam but you know all those shows are really connected yeah and you know, just with Jackass Forever, we've talked about it. And just seeing these guys as they get older, and it was like, I can't believe you're still alive. Yeah. And, <laughs> and sober. Yes. Yeah, that um, that show will be good. I know um, uh, when he performed, in, I think it was in Boston, um, you know, people I follow back home or friends or whatever posted on Facebook and Instagram, um, posted pictures with him after his show, and I was like, that's fucking awesome. So I'm sure he's same thing, personable and you know, come out and take pictures for the people that waited. So I'm, I'm glad, glad I'm gonna try to get him to sign my butt. Right on. <laughs> I wanted to get him to you autograph my go butt. Get it, go get, get a tattoo. Dude, yeah. <laughs> your name. Yeah, uh, your name, Steve O. <laughs> yeah, it's uh you know, when I was living down in Mobile, I had a couple of friends. They were getting into comedy and, you know, they met a lot of big name comedians and just to go back to Bert, like being very personable or even Steve O is like when you, when you think about Hollywood or maybe even some musicians, it just seems like comedians always seem to come out as just way more personable and right. are really just down to earth and really just wanting to talk to the fans, right? Yeah, and I think that makes them like relatable too, like to people. Like because if, if they get too big and stuff like that, then I don't know. I guess they lose touch with comedy maybe unless like you're kind of secluded and you, your content really just plays off of the people you surround yourself with and some of them are family or – some right. friends, but you know, I think that that um, that artistry, like by them surrounding themselves with people, like just gets the creative, you know, 
the creative flow is going. Um, it can help them on many levels, I guess. But yeah, very personable. I think like what's another one? Dave Chappelle, even he's like mega star, but he's, right. he's the same type of like, he doesn't have any social medias, but like he will go out to bars and stuff and see people and talk to people. Like he's just, mm-hmm. you know, personable. So, well, I mean, I, my mind goes to like the, the latter days of Norm Macdonald. I mean, he was still that way and like had cancer, didn't, didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. And like, he never lost his touch. And like, I believe that that personable, uh, this, if you will, the the this is uh, he never lost touch of just everyday human beings. Right. Like when you think about like, let's just go SNL just for a minute. And I don't want to just crap on them, but it hasn't really been funny to me in a long time. Yeah, I think and maybe I, mid I, thousands. Right. And I, I believe it's, that, it's it's just that they lost touch. I think they're all hanging out together. Maybe it's just in New York, and it's like maybe it just doesn't translate to me because I'm not from there. But it's just it really doesn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. I don't. I it maybe it's like I don't get it. I'm not the butt of the joke. I just don't get it. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell you the last time I watched. Well, actually, I was when Dave Chappelle was on it. When he, I think it was the election special. <laughs> it was either that one or it was. Um, remember he did the the Walking Dead skit. Yeah. It was that I th- I don't know if that was the same episode or not, but like I think it was. He's, he's the type of name that like will get me to watch it because it's like fucking Dave Chappelle on SNL. Okay. I mean, I even watched like the Elon Musk episode that was one of the oh, more recent remember. ones, and I was looking forward to that. And like those sketches were whack. He was like Wario and all that. It was like this is silly. Yeah. And because I was really watching it just for like the crypto market because you know it's like oh Doge is about to boom skyrocket mm-hmm. and it was like. Yeah, nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, just just to move on is uh, also this following weekend we had a big UFC card. Oh yeah, this last weekend uh, UFC two seventy two. Um, so we have them. I'll pull it up right here. Move you to the right. Where's it at? Here it is. Uh, so we had uh, Jorge Masvidal versus Colby Covington. Uh, that was the main event. Uh, it was a non-title fight. I'm pretty sure it went, for a lot of the fans, it went the exact way uh, everyone thought it was going to go. Um, I can't... Some people truthfully truthfully thought Jorge Masvidal was going to win, and it's just like, dude, Vegas is saying, you know, Masvidal's plus 450. Covington's like minus 300, I give or take. Uh, so Covington was a massive favorite. Um, so that was a main event, just dominate him dominated him five rounds i personally scored at 50 44 so uh one of the rounds i had colby covington winning 10 8 i think it was the third um good fight but yeah it just kind of ended it went exactly how everybody thought it was going to go uh yeah colby covington was minus 320 jorge masvidal was plus 250 um and those two just fucking hated each other so it was it's good to watch, but it wasn't very much stand up. It like you know trading back and forth. It was just Colby taking him down and just punishing him. So, well, I mean, he he looked really good, like cardio wise, and that was the big thing that he said. You know, like by accident, like a un- interview, right? He was like, "I got mm-hmm. a double lung when he meant triple." Yeah, yeah. He and, said, "I have a second lung." <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, "Most of us do, bub." Yeah, <laughs> but nice. Yeah, he's not too bright. I get, I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah, it just goes back to that. I want to go back to the way that you judge uh, these rounds, just for those who may be unaware of how uh, 
around as judge? How do you how do you go about judging it from you know eight to ten or like whatever that looks like? How do you judge? Yeah, so um, obviously, like each round is scored um, winner loser. So ten nine is usually how it goes. Like the winner obviously gets ten points, loser gets mm-hmm. nine. Um, and they just adopted the ten eight round um, scoring system, which is like you know if I knock you down three times in one round and is just absolutely demolishing you, but we go to the next round, that could be considered a 10, eight. Um, so, or like, you know, if I wrestle, if I wrestle, you take you down, just keep you down for four minutes. Um, you know, just causing damage that that'll be considered a 10, eight. Um, but like, you know, damage is number one. So like damage done, um, control time. So like if I'm, if I'm controlling the fight, if I'm putting the pressure on, um, takedowns is another big one. Um, and then knock, obviously knockdowns and stuff like that, uh, come into effect. A lot of people judge stuff a little bit differently, but that, that's why I like going on Twitter actively during fights. Cause like, I'll see so many people saying like, oh, that was a 10, nine, this guy. And then someone will be like, ah, it's very close, but 10, nine, this guy. And it's like, okay, I kind of see and it's so hard. Like those judges are under so much fucking pressure to, you know, score around correctly. And they're ridiculed so bad if they get it wrong. And some, sometimes they do get it very 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 wrong and everybody is saying it, it went this way and they're saying it went another way so but they have a lot of pressure it's, it's really hard for me like uh on a fight like this especially as i'm a fan of both of the guys mm-hmm. and so uh it's really hard for me to like judge around period but you know just going back on the fight and watching it again it was clearly uh kobe all the way but mm-hmm. when you I mean, what did you take of like the uh, the catch weight, the Cobain fight with uh, Dos Anjos and uh, Marciano? Yeah, so that um, uh, Renato Moicano came in um, five days notice because uh, I think was it Benil Darius um, got hurt, um, so he so he ended up not fighting. So they ended up fight uh, finding Moicano. Um, Islam Makachev put his name in there, which would have been a fucking awesome fight. Because Islam Makachev is ten and zero in his last ten fights, but he really hasn't. The names that he has, you know, the names that he's fought and beaten in the last ten fights, really are like, it's not too impressive. Um, I mean, but then again, ten and zero is very impressive. But you know, he's fighting these kind of guys that are like no names. Anyway, a lot of people wanted to see that fucking happen because that would have been, you know, if he won that fight, he could have, you know, jumped to the next level, so to speak, in the rankings. Um, but then again, it's a big risk because if he loses, then he loses all that hype and momentum and this and that. Um, but yeah, he Moicano fought Rafael Dos Anjos and Rafael Dos Anjos just dominated five rounds straight. Um, it could have been a, a what was it, 50 43 or 50 44. It was he fucking dominated Mo, Moicano. And I think in the fourth <laughs> round, he he was just straight ground and pound had him dazed wicked bad. Um, and the ref almost stopped the fight. I think it was, uh, it was Greg Goddard. I'm sorry, Mark Goddard. Um, and I even tweeted live tweeted. I was like, that was unbelievable professionalism by Mark, Mark Goddard because he, he very well could have or, or should have stopped the fight, but Moicano is still defending himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the round ended. And at the end of the round, he went up uh, to the doctor and he was like, I want you to look at him because he's not Okay. And when he stands up, you know, just tell me if I need to, st- if, if you think I should stop it because I'm mm-hmm. close to stopping it. And the ref looked at him and his eye was swollen shut and he said he could see and, you know, did the eye test looking, looking at his finger. Um, and the ref was like, no, I mean, the, the doctor was like, nope, he's good. 
So Goddard was like, all right. And then Goddard went up to him and he said, you have 30 seconds in this round to show me you have something or else I'm stopping the fight. And I mean, he didn't show too much, but he's, you know, he was still throwing punches actively and pressing, but um, Rafael Dos Anjos was, it was just um, the showmanship he showed by showing the respect like, Oh, Hey, you made it to this fifth round. So we're going to go out um, and, you know, let you finish this fight basically. Cause he didn't really throw much. It was kind of like a sparring, um, you know, for the, so the fifth round was kind of boring and Moicano caught him a couple times and <laughs> Dos Anjos wasn't too happy, but it was a great show of respect by Dos Anjos and very professional. And it's, it goes uh, just to step back just to Kobe and the Masvidal fight just mm-hmm. for a second. It's like you think Masvidal, I mean, the guy has got, let's see, 51 fights under his belt uh, just on this record, professional record. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Dos Anjos has got 44. And then you're looking at uh, the professional fights of uh, Marciano is 22. Mm-hmm. So I was like, just as far as experience goes. Now, I don't know how many times you fought not professionally, though, right? And yeah. So that might, that might not say a whole, whole lot. But then again, like, Desanos is a veteran. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's a he's true and true vet. Like, he was supposed to fight Connor for the belt. Um, and then he, he fell out. He got hurt. He, he hurt his ankle. Um, and then that's when Nate Diaz stepped in, and they had their first fight between Connor and Nate. My um, boy. <laughs> but yeah, he's oh. Rafael Dos Anjos ain't no slouch, and he's he's caught such bad breaks, like in his last six fights. Like I think four people have either dropped out and they canceled the fight, or they brought someone in last minute. So it's like you know he can't catch a break. I feel bad, but he's he's a very 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 good fighter. Yeah, and just to go over to McGregor uh, just for a second, uh, I don't think there's any need in him coming back. Like, I mean, yeah, come back. I don't think you need to come back because you need the dollar, but. You don't have anything to prove. You're kind of like the old dog now. It's almost like if Tito Ortiz or like Liddell would want to come back. It's like, dude, all these guys are better than you now. Like they're talking about like Nate Diaz three, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to Vegas and I'm a vet. I'm gonna bet a lot of money on Nate because I, I don't yeah. think McGregor. I don't think McGregor has another W in him. I do. It just depends. Like he he expects himself because of the name to come back and like fight for a belt or fight a top three contender and it's like dude it like this the fight game is so advanced like ring rust is real first of all you're coming off an injury like take a lesser fight you know someone not maybe or as or they are pretty well known but they're not as good as like a top three contender and you know get these rounds under your belt because he did that uh remember when he fought cowboy a few years ago yeah uh, so he fought cowboy and then he wanted to fight again in like uh may of the next year but then COVID happened, so then that just fucked everything up. Um, and I think like a run like that, like a, you know, come back and fight a Nate Diaz um, before you get into these people like, uh, you know, another uh, Justin Gaethje or um, Charles Oliveira, something like that. Like you don't want to go straight into the belly of the beast. Like you just, I think he needs to fight someone, you know, that's a true, that's a, you know, tired vet or, or a young up and comer kind of like that. Just to get some yeah. rounds under his belt. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go against like just you know when I think about just all the the veteran Mexicans in the UFC, like think like Ferguson or uh, the Diaz brothers. It's like that probably is not a good launching pad. No, you're right. I think, I mean, the money's definitely going to be there. Oh um, yeah, and people are going to watch. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody will watch. And a lot of people are saying Jorge Masvidal versus Connor should happen. Um, I don't even like that, though. At 170. And what? a lot of, <laughs> yeah. A lot of a lot a lot of people are saying that um, at 170 because originally Connor said I wanted to go to 170, and Dana White was like, "No, you're you know people like Jorge Masvidal is too big for you," and he mm-hmm. was like, "No, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't think so." Um, and then I think he fought Cowboy at 170 and ended up winning, but then again, it's Cowboy, so you can't really go off that. No disrespect to Cowboy whatsoever, but you know he's not. He's not no Conor McGregor or Jorge Masvidal. Oh, uh, what's gonna what's gonna happen with uh, John Jones, man? How he recently got busted again? Well, it wasn't. I think the the video came out. It wasn't that he got busted again. The video became public of his arrest back ah. like, last year, like last October, I think. Um, and so that social made rounds. media. Social media did what social media does. Yep. Yeah. Um, I would like to see him fight. I'm. Obviously, just being the biggest John Jones fans in the world, John Jones fan in the world, I think. Who can beat him? Uh, nobody, nobody. Especially going off like Francis Naganu's last fight with Cyril Gan. Took him down, wrestled him, like in, would nobody's ever seen that before from from Francis ever. And he had a torn MCL. Like first, like Cyril Gan is no match for John Jones if that happened. John Jones is a like. Hands down, one of the best wrestlers in the UFC, especially being that big. So I, I don't, I don't think anybody can beat him. Um, and just, just to mention, um, Francis Naganu, he uh, news came out today that he's actually having surgery um, to repair his torn MCL next week. Um, so that's like a minimum nine months he's going to be out. So I'm sure they're going to another interim champion, do all this stuff. Um, so that'll leave some. You know, questioning in the heavyweight division. Division. But personally, I don't think What's anybody's it? beating John Jones. I wonder if his MCL was torn when he went on Jackass. Oh, that's a good question. Because I, I have no idea when they shot that. I know it was shot during COVID, but mm-hmm. yeah, I what, don't what, know. I just the, know during the fight he had what, the. Uh, what was the equivalent of him punching you? It was like getting hit by oh, it's a full a Ford, size Ford Focus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His his punching power is like a hundred and whatever horsepower. Jeez. I can look I can I, I can look it up real quick, but it's it's stupid. What a monster. Uh so just uh I don't know if you want to cover anything else on the card. I want to bring up old Thug Nasty, uh Mr. Bryce Mitchell, all yep. the way from Arkansas. Oh yeah. Uh he got himself a W. Yep. Um, and then thank God for like you know what fighting sports and Dana White at the UFC uh, lets his fighters do is speak their mind, and uh, he was fairly outspoken in a later interview. I don't have to get off into the weeds and what he said, but uh, I think it's great for uh, people in the public eye to be able to make these kind of stands and to be able to say those kind of things. I believe it's important. Right. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of um, I know it's like with the NFL and stuff like that. Like a lot of these big leagues will kind of, you know reprimand like reprimand will happen like mm-hmm. um like if you you can't <laughs> like what would happen if tom Br- or not tom brady anymore but if aaron Rodgers was to go off and say something crazy or people didn't agree with it or whatever he's gonna get fined and like it's just like you're gonna get fined for well, something I mean, that's a freedom freedom of speech well, like really the whole, 
the whole not wanting to get the uh, the vaccine was kind of a big deal for him all season. Yeah. He go, he, and then he, he goes. <laughs> he should have went to jail. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And then he goes on to win the MVP. Right. And, and then like, OK, uh, there was a New York Times article just to flip it over to NBA. Kyrie Irving, he, he played for the Brooklyn Nets. And so like the rule was that if you're going to play in New York, you have to be vaccinated. But there was this uh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, he plays for Orlando. He has a podcast too, I think with daily wire, but, uh, he wasn't vaccinated, but if he went to New York to play, he could play. And then the New York times article wrote up. It was like, okay, guys, I know how good it makes all of us feel to kind of not let him get his way. But I think it's kind of time for him to be allowed to start playing again. It's like, yeah, no crap. You goof. Your team sucks. Yeah, they just um, they actually beat the Sixers the other night um, pretty handedly. James Harden had a bad game. I watched that. That was on last night. Um, but yeah, I think all the COVID protocols are going to be lifted pretty soon, so he's gonna, he should be able to play like come playoff time at least. Um, but yeah, I think I think everybody. I mean, those big leagues they'll find you for fucking saying anything. It's so crazy. But yeah, it was yeah. good to see. Like, you know, I mean, he. Personally, I thought it was a very, very, very hot take that Bryce Mitchell had. Uh, oh, yeah. If people want to know what he uh, what he said, you can probably just YouTube Bryce Mitchell on the MMA Hour with uh, Ariel Hawani. Yeah. Um, you can watch that. Um, I'm not going to go too much into what he said, but it created a whole stir, stir wind on Twitter. Um, but yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He had a he had a very dominant win over, you know, an eleven year UFC vet in Edson Barboza. Mm-hmm. Um, just wrestled him like just kind of did like what Khabib did, just wrestled him and just beat the shit out of him for three rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, won by unanimous decision. Um, that was good to watch. Uh, and then the first the first fight of the night, which I'm sure a lot of people were fans of, uh, Greg Hardy lost to uh, <laughs> Sergey Spivak. <laughs> he got knocked out. <laughs> I, had, uh, I mean, who doesn't like seeing Greg Hardy get get knocked out? That piece of shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, right he, That was his last fight in the UFC, so a lot of people are speculating, like, you know, he can't go out on a L. Yeah, like, do, you know, does Dana White keep him and put him in these spots so he could be like America's laughing stock? You know, so like, because that's going to bring in viewers. Everybody's going to watch, want to get, you know, watch this guy get his ass kicked. I mean, yeah, he might win a few times, but. Are they going to want to pay him for just for that? I mean, who knows? And then, you know, you have Bellator, PFL, and all these other leagues that, you know, might throw a bag at him just to get him on their, on their uh, promotion. No, how long have you been into uh, just watching UFC? Um, 
probably how old am I? Twenty six. Um, give or take eighteen years, maybe. I don't know. Since I was young, like before ten years old, I remember watching it with my dad. Yeah, I, like I got into it back during like the T.D. Ortiz and like Chuck Liddell days with GSP yep. Yep. and all those cats. And like when I bring it up to today, it seems like the game has really changed a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was me and my coworker we were talking about this. He was like, "Could you imagine if Bruce Lee was alive today?" And I was like, <laughs> "I mean, well, okay, I'll, like let's say put Bruce Lee in his prime." I was like. I would take anyone in the UFC versus Bruce Lee. Yeah. Like, I was like, I don't think, like, I think Bruce Lee was a, a bit of a bigger deal than what he actually was. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I agree with you on that. Like, a lot of, like, a lot of people like, oh, you know, um, Chuck inch Liddell and his, man. Yeah. <laughs> or like Chuck Liddell and his prime versus, you know, whoever. And it's like, dude, that guy would get fucking starched because these, these people now are just, they're craftsmen, like they, they're perfectionists when they when it comes to their craft. Like they, they have so many different aspects of their game, and um, I just, I don't, I have, I don't think they have any shot for someone like that. Same thing, like Bruce Lee. Like, yeah, he was kind of like the godfather of MMA, but that's kind of like being like, like an idealist and just mixing these different forms of martial arts. You know what I mean? So he might yeah. not have been the best, but he he was probably the one to, you know. Influ- or not influence, but you know, mix all these different mo- forms of martial art. Yeah, I don't yeah. think if he was to fight someone, I don't think he had a shot. It'd be like Once Upon in, t- in Hollywood, and I'm not yeah. even like, and I'm not even going like Quentin Tarantino. It's like you know, take Ip Man, the guy who supposedly like trained Bruce Lee, and it's like, mm. okay, yeah, all those guys were bad in their own right, but I was like, do you not think there were actual people who weren't on movies that were? way better than them. They were just like really good on film. Right. I'm not trying to take anything away from Bruce Lee or anything. It's just like, okay, just Chuck Norris. The shout out. I think he just turned like 82 today. No shit. So, uh, yeah, I think if, if it came down to something like that, yeah, just it's different. Cause it's the same thing. Like with, with football, like, or, or basketball, like, Oh, Michael Jordan couldn't play in today's game, this and that, da, 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 da. or like these players now couldn't play back in the day. And it's like, dude, no, I think they could. Um, like, cause if, if anything, people nowadays are bigger, faster and stronger. That's it. That's, that's what it comes down to. So. That's kind of, yeah, that's, that's my point. But like, just to the Michael Jordan is like, there was a lot of tenacity there and he was a very physical player. And I think like it, NBA was a very physical sport back with Michael Jordan's era. It, mm-hmm. it is not as physical as it is today. I think they're bringing back the physicality with, like, the refs are, like, letting them play a whole lot more. Yep. Uh, but I, I still don't think it's back to, like, the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, no, it won't. I don't think it'll ever get back to that. But I think it's kind of like that kind of comparison with just, you know, different sports or even, like, oh, would, uh, what's his name? I don't know, Walter Payton be able to play today? Like, yeah, he was faster back then. Would he be f- as fast as he is now? Like, uh, who, who's to tell? Oh, uh, number 99 for Georgia. Remember that defensive lineman? He was huge. Oh, yeah, the six, he's six foot did eight. You, or he's six did foot you six. see his 440? <laughs> yeah, he ran, like a, he ran like a four, five, eight, 40 yard dash, which is insane. He's like six foot six, almost 400 pounds. He's a unit. 
And I think that just that wraps up exactly what you said. Bigger, faster, stronger. Just all the way around. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if it's like uh, I think it's sports science, man. I think it's all those things because I mean, think if you think college football, they're on the sidelines. It's like we're uh, you see those things being handed like NFL, someone handing some somebody under the towel and they take it and just like mm-hmm. ready to rock and roll now. Mm, what if that is? I don't know, uh, but I do. And I was like, there's probably a reason for that. Yeah, it's uh, the game is different. Science, man. Yeah, yeah. I think like it's just gonna. I think they they talked about it today on uh, pardon my take. They were like, oh, thirty years from now, are people gonna be saying the same stuff about athletes today? Like, people say like, oh, Michael Jordan was playing against electricians and plumbers and carpenters. Like, it, it, you know, thirty years from now, are people gonna be saying the same thing? Like, oh, Kevin Durant played against you know podcasters youtubers and whoever because i'm sure there people are gonna you know go on and do their own thing um, right yeah i think i think that's a good point yeah 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 we, we can put that thing to bed as I, I think about like what you just said with like podcasters or even like think marcus spears who played for lsu and now he's a an analyst on espn it's, it's mm-hmm. exactly that it's like he used to play this guy who now talks for a living well yeah, but yeah. If, you go, if, if you go back on his highlights though yeah, <laughs> he was a, in fact a bad man. Mm-hmm. So, uh, baseball is back. I, we were afraid that we might lose the MLB. The New York Yankee, the GM, was uh, very afraid of what was going on. But uh, we're back. Thank God. Just so, just to put that whole, just seeing them go back and forth so so often on just petty shit, dude. It was like. And then, it, it came. It came down to like just the players wanting to be paid more. Is that right? Is that? Uh, yeah, that's part of it. But like some of it's like, um, what was it? Like uh, one of the like one of the CBA was like um, just last year they implemented um, in extra innings they would have a man a base runner start on second base you, to kind of hurry up the the game or whatever. Like I get it. Um, like I get the point, just to kind of get it over with, but. In a competitive fashion, I don't. Um, it was that was one of them. Uh, a pitch clock was another one. Um, bases like thirteen percent larger was another. It was just it's stupid shit. It's just yeah, it's it's dumb stuff. Um, but yeah, I think I, the salary cap is going to go up, and the the owners were complaining. Like it, it was really funny. I thought it was hysterical. Just the the owners are their complaint is like, oh, well, we don't have enough money to pay you guys, and it was and. <laughs> So that was that's one of their arguments. It always is. And just yesterday, I think it was yesterday or Wednesday, whatever, Apple had their their spring event. And on that spring event, they announced um, MLB is going to be going to Apple TV. Um, and they're going to have MLB games on, I think, Thursday and Friday nights. So they'll still be available on like ESPN and MLB Network and all this stuff. It's just it's just, you know, going to get more eyes on them, basically. Yeah. And obviously, Apple's going to have to pay them. A ton of money to get the the streaming rights, um, and it nobody knows what that number is, but it's it's going to be big. So, oh man, let's uh, let's use this right here. Let's go to college football. I wanted to talk about NILs because we have a disagreement on that, mm-hmm. and also with uh, the idea of. Well, we're going to get away from a four-team playoff and possibly expand it some more, and we disagree on that. So I wanted to talk about college. So 
Uh, I'm not pro NIL. Uh, I think it, it sends things and they just spiraling down out of control. The one thing I do like about it is the fact that we might get our video game back. Yeah, I think uh, they announced uh, last year, uh, what was it, EA Sports is going to bring back um, NCAA football. Mm-hmm. I can, I think it's in 2023. I think that's right. Um, I can look it up, but summer 2023. Yeah, it's eyeing for a summer of next year return. Um, but that that was announced last year, um, which obviously will be fun. Thank God. Um, I always I don't know how it's really Madden. Yeah, I a lot of people did. I think like my favorite one was like with Reggie Bush on the cover. I think that was, it was a like good one. Oh four, I think. Row five. Um, yeah, and NIL, I just, I think I might have explained it on the first, on our first episode together. Um, being from where I'm from, college football isn't really as big as it is down here. Like for us, it's just like, you know, the Patriots. Um, and then, you know, for other people in New York, it's the Jets or whatever. Um, so growing up, I, I always rooted for individual players um, like Willis McGahee, Maurice Claret, Tim Tebow, just, you know, Reggie Bush. Um, but, you know, rooted for those individual players um, and got to see them, you know, play pro. Um, never really followed one team. Um, you know, obviously I was a fan of, like, just the same thing, like the, the the team that those people played on, like the Hurricanes or the Buckeyes or whatever. Um, but I think the college kids should definitely, because it's only name, image, likeness. It's not like it's going to be a salary. So it's not like you're going to have Alabama like cutting checks to people directly. Um, It's just, you know, a kid's going to sign with like, you know, Bojangles or uh, a car dealership or, or whatever in the area and they're going to get paid for it. I'm, I mean, yeah, they get to the old arguments like, well, they get to go to school for free. Well, yeah, that's true. But like, what if that kid gets a spinal injury or breaks both his legs or tears an ACL and that ruins his draft stock? You know he's gonna get he's gonna get something for it, right? I mean, that's right. That's a good way to their put career, it. and that kind of thing like really helps change my mind. And when it first came out, uh, we were talking just like with porch talkers. Obviously, we couldn't afford like a what a corporation like bar stools or even like Bojangles or whatever the example is like. Mm-hmm. But we could pick. I work in Star Wars, like so maybe we could get us a, you know, maybe not a football player. Maybe we could get us a mid-level basketball player or maybe a baseball player mm-hmm. like hey we're gonna give you like 500 bucks uh you know come be on the show and you're gonna be like porch talks pitcher or you know whatever the case mm-hmm. or you know if it's football maybe like pick uh someone off the offensive line and be like this is our cat like uh you know we give him a thousand dollars a semester you know you know yeah. something like that uh and i think there is some good to that and like that, that would help my brand. Like, uh, cause I, I definitely want what like Portnoy wants. Mm-hmm. And like, while we're talking about Portnoy, is that I'm glad they're not called Business Insider. I'm glad they just call themselves Insider with his pen stock and how they shorted it. And then they wrote that shit article on him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, like Portnoy has like, that's a, he's a game changer, man. Yeah, he is. Cause he, you know, he, I think, Cause he or Barstool basically just started as like, you know, for the common man. And it was like locker room talk, just how the guys would talk, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, 
And obviously, since he's made it so big now, he has a lot of the same views that normal people just like me and you have, rather than, you know, big executives. Obviously, if they voice their opinion, it's going to be, you know, suited towards, um, you know, whatever's going to make them more money or whatever's politically correct or whatever side they're on. And he just he always says he's like, I have no side. He just he he says what he thinks. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah, and so uh, just I guess to get away from the NIOs because we have covered that in the past is uh, just uh, the playoffs. You like the idea of a bigger playoff in college football? Yeah, I love it. Just because, like, just this last year you had, um, well, I guess every year since, but you always have these kids sit out um, these bowl games because they don't want to get hurt before the draft. Um, and what does the bowl game really mean? Like, it, it, it this is going to be different, sound different coming from me because. I never rooted for. I'll preface again or say it again. I never rooted for a team for these bowl games. When I watched them, it didn't really mean nothing. You know? um, but I guess yeah. if you're a fan of a certain team, then it's like, oh, we made the Sugar Bowl, or oh, we made the you know not the Rose Bowl, but whatever bowl, the PlayStation whatever bowl. Um, the Barstool Sport Bowl. Yeah, that <laughs> unfortunately got canceled this year. That was yeah. fun to watch. It's out there in Arizona. Yeah, it would have. Um, that was supposed to actually come to Mobile. He bid he, it on. He, he bid he on got, that. He was going to have Creed do the halftime show. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't know if he was trolling or not. No, he was being dead serious. He was he sincere? Did. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I guess he, he, they put a bid on for the, uh, you know, what's the, what's the game in Mobile? It's not, other than the Senior Bowl, I guess there's another bowl game that's in. The GoDaddy. Okay. So I guess they put a bid on to have, you know, to have the rights to that game. But mm-hmm. I guess it, it, whoever was like owned it or owned the rights or whoever didn't agree with Barstool or didn't like Barstool, and they were like, no. And I was upset because I was like, dude, we're only forty five minutes away. That'd be fucking awesome because I knew they would put on a you know crazy performance and tailgates and events and all this stuff. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing the tweets and the the lead singer from Creed was like, yeah, man, I'm in. <laughs> I guess he's just a big Creed fan. Well, just you, you remember that the halftime show, the Thanksgiving halftime show? Have you ever seen that video? It's been some years ago, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a long time ago. But he's like, you know, can you take me higher? But like the dude's flying on the zip line with like the angel. It looks like angel. Oh, wings. yes, I do. It's a it's Thanksgiving. It, oh, the, every Thanksgiving, that video gets posted. And obviously, that's Creed. So that's why Dave, you know, Portnoy wanted wanted him to. Perform on the halftime show, and it would have been glorious. Okay, so that is chef's kiss on that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I totally get it now. So, yeah, so that gives you uh, 24 teams, possibly, if we open it up to 12. That is 24 of your best teams that uh, possibly with the best players in the land mm-hmm. that are going to have something worth playing for as the way right. you like to look at it. And yeah. I agree with that because, you know, I can't tell you how many, like, Mississippi State, like, oftentimes they'll go play, I think it's the Liberty Bowl in Memphis. Most seasons, you know, they'll have a winning season, and they'll go play up in Memphis. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have, like, their star players, like the running back or, like, a good wide receiver opt out and not play. And it's like, well, now I don't even want to watch the game. Right. And so I yeah. totally get that. Yeah, and, like, a lot of people are so, – another argument some people on the other side of the fence is like, oh, well – you're not going to have the best teams in the championship. Like, dude, no, like, like, like I mentioned, like we mentioned before when we had that phone call, it was like, you know, you had Michigan versus Georgia. Michigan was a very good football team and they just got shit pumped. 
by Georgia, and it mm-hmm. was such a different level of playing. Like you're you're still going to have those games uh, that are going to be very close, and people can get upset, but that just adds to the excitement. Like the what if you're going to have that? I I can almost guarantee you, you're going to have that one Cinderella story of a team making it very far, like TCU or you know Florida Atlantic or whoever. Cincinnati. So exactly, Cincinnati. Like they could have their day, and another team could get hurt or whatever. Like just so many different variables where that Cinderella story could happen. It almost like makes it to where like with that, it, and I, I believe we're getting to this point anyway with like Texas, Oklahoma coming to the SEC. It's almost getting to a place now to where we almost need to just maybe think about getting a, away from conferences. Or maybe just having like three really big conferences or maybe four big ones or mm-hmm. wh- whatever that looks like. Yeah, I think um, Kirk Herbstreet spoke about it, um, that these football like programs don't need the NCAA um, and that the NCAA, you know, they don't they don't really have an effect on these pro or like, you know, the SEC, the ACC, Big Ten. Um, you have these commissioners for these leagues, and they could do everything themselves. Um, and obviously, a lot of a lot of teams, uh, or I'm sorry, schools, they fund their different programs from their football program because they make so much goddamn money. Um, and I think a few years ago, there was charts put out from different schools, and it was like funding and like you know green, and then into the red. And football is literally the whole chart, and then you have like. Very small, like I think basketball maybe was a small sliver, and then yeah. everything else was in the red. So it cost them money. So football was really keeping all these other sports alive. But Kirk Kirk, Kirk Herbstreit had a good point. He said that you can have all these leagues run themselves and get away from the NCAA, and it'll just be SEC, and it'll just be the ACC, it'll be it'll just be the Big Ten, and I think it was Pac-12. So you're gonna have these big four conferences, four. Um, and they're just gonna get aligned, or you know teams will get aligned geographically. Um, and I mean, that's a good point because the NCAA is going to, they have these stupid, stupid, stupid fucking rules all the time. Like it's just dumb shit happens. I think we're all in agreement on like the dumb, the stupid, dumb things that the NCAA always pulls at least once a year. It's, it's whatever, but he had a, uh, I think, I think LSU is about to be sanctioned. It's so stupid. And like, I hate it. Like, okay, let's just say like it happened. It's in 2022. Let's say, well, we went back in 2019 and we found allegations that turned out to be true. Well, hot damn, you didn't catch them, so who gives a shit? Right. And, like, then again, you're punishing these kids that are in school now and the people who were involved in 2019. They're in the pros They're all gone. They're all gone. And, like, if it was, like, one of the coaches or the staff members, like, okay, then punish them by suspending them half the year. They're already gone, too, most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. Most of the time, they're the whistleblowers. Right. So why punish, you know, these kids who had nothing to do with something that happened in the past? That makes total sense, yeah. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so over the, the sanctions. And then, like, just with just growing up in the South, it's like Alabama fans typically hate everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, hate LSU, hate Auburn, hate State, hate Ole Miss, that are on down the list. It's like, especially LSU, I guess, since, you know, Saban left, go to Miami, then he came to Alabama. And so there's bad blood there. And mm-hmm. so, like, I think it was my dad. He was like, LSU's about to get sanctioned, and that just makes me happy. And I was like, why? That's just going to make them non-competitive for at least three to five years. Yep. 
and they're yeah, a great, if, and they're and they're a great school. I was like, don't you want to beat them at their best? Yeah, I mean, it's just going to drive kids away from going there because if you're a top recruit or if you're a five star, four star athlete, or and if football, those cr- whatever, if you're not going to go cringy, there. I'm blanking on his name that came from Notre Dame. Brian those, Kelly. <laughs> oh my God, those are the worst. It's so bad. It is so bad. <laughs> Did you lose a bet? I can't, I don't have words. It was just those videos of, uh, <laughs> and it's funny because that one video that went viral um, of him like there's, dancing, doing there's whatever. Two now though, yeah, uh, I think there's the, might be kid, the kid he was, the kid that was in that that first video didn't even uh, commit to LSU. He's going to like I don't know South Carolina or something like that. That's so it just makes it that much worse. <laughs> this dude's a nut. I don't know. <laughs> well, dude, uh, anything else to do with this week before we walk it out the door? Um, no, I think we hit all the all the talking points. Um, all right. Oh, I shoot, I got one. Anything. April 8th and 9th, I have uh, Porch Fest at my house in Kennedy. Uh, all who listen or watch are welcome. It's a free event. All you got to do is show up. Uh, if you hop on uh, – the Instagram, the Twitter, or uh, the Facebook of Porch Talk, you'll find the flyer and all the information you need. And if you happen to be in this area, you'll see a flyer on uh, at your favorite bar in Tuscaloosa. It'll be at Druid City Brewing here in Columbus. It'll be at Munson Brothers. Uh, you'll see it at the local gas stations. Just make plans. I know uh, Sid, I don't know if you're going to be able to make it up, but I know mm-hmm. Sid is planning on making it up. So I'm, there's literally people coming from all over the south. A couple of my friends from the Midwest, uh, from Patriot Territory up around uh, northeast corner of uh, the America out in Texas. So uh, you can camp, you can stay, do whatever you need to do. Uh, just come. Yeah, it should be fun. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a blast. And then the next big thing that I had to look forward, we're going to be doing it uh, together, is going to be Steve-O down at the Singer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, man, that's all I have, and uh, let's just wait and see what this new week brings, and we'll uh, we'll scratch our heads about it later, right? Amen to that. I think uh, after we're done here, I'm gonna I'm gonna record uh, the official comeback episode of the Cornerman, and just kind of do like a more in depth um, talk about UFC stuff that's happened very recently and stuff that's up and coming. Right on, right on. So good plug. And where can people find that? Where what all apps is that available on? Uh, that'll be available on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, uh, the Anchor. I don't know if people use Anchor, not, not really, but that's the the platform we use to push it out to all these. Uh, but you can find it on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Music, um, anywhere there. Uh, and then you could follow uh, my personal account on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Jared Kenny, just like the spelling and the title of this episode, um, both on Twitter and Instagram, and I'll I'll plug everything there. Right on, man. Well, let's get out of here and enjoy the weekend. Awesome. Appreciate it, man. I'll talk to you guys soon. See you, bub. Later.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.